Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Drange Penguin Podcast. Welcome to it. Um, are we doing a, this again? How are we doing it? Why? I mean, why does anybody do anything, you know? <sighs> That's the real question in this world. For the clout, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gobs and gobs. Does clout come in the gobs? Because cl- I think that's what we're doing. I think that is sure. the correct uh, yeah, gobs denomination. Gobs. Yeah. Definitely. It's episode 38 of our our uh, version of this podcast or whatever. Is it going to be awkwardly named like that for you know duration? You know, it's looking like it. I can't really say anything much better episode than... Episode 97 of the... Uh, yeah. I don't know, whatever iteration this is. Yeah, uh, what did I say? I said 37. It's 38. Sorry. We don't even know. We don't know. Whatever. Y'all don't whatever. know. Whatever. Y'all don't whatever. know. So, you know, what does it matter? It's episode 38. Um, and this episode, we're not going to slap anybody. Uh, unlike Will Smith, who did slap somebody. I don't know. Careful. Watch what you say. Yeah, so if you watch the Oscars or, watch or like... Adele, sick my husband. Like away. us... <laughs> <laughs> did not really watch the Oscars. Give him a look. <laughs> I didn't even know that that the Oscars had happened. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was that day until yeah. we, we, the incident occurred. I was like, we, oh yeah. But we talked Oscars. a little bit about this before, though, right? Like how, it, you know, like during the pandemic and since, I don't know if it's still the same for y'all, but I know for me, it's hard to watch fiction or even read fiction, just because like it just feels weird. I don't know. Um, and so I definitely haven't been watching any Oscar anythings. Uh, I feel like nobody else is either. Uh, that's, so they're, they're trying to mix it up and whatever, I, you know, it was like Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes and, and, uh, who was the other one? Somebody else? Mm-hmm. A third person. Regina King? Yes, yes. I believe so. Uh, she, ho- they all hosted it, right? The trio is pretty much, it's pretty boring. Will Smith was up for Best Actor for King Richard. Haven't seen it. And if you are a long-time listener to this podcast, you know that we, you know, we've gotten into the Oscars sometimes. But I feel like they just kind of fell off in recent years. I don't know. Do you blame the pandemic? I mostly blame the the pandemic right now. But before the pandemic, it felt like they were just kind of, like, I haven't really cared. You know? Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting because there are actually a lot of, movies on the list that i'm like oh i want to see that i probably i'm not gonna probably watch any of them i feel like in the couple of years leading up to the pandemic i was like "Eh, who cares what the oscars say about what movies i should care about i'm gonna watch what i'm gonna watch and enjoy it but during the pandemic i feel like (laughs) what there are new movies i mostly (laughs) feel like that yeah there, there was a little bit of like all these movies are exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I did hear about King Richard. And when I saw the preview for that, I was like, really Will Smith, can you just stop already? <laughs> That's so, what I thought about that. So he, he slapped Chris Rock, right? That's, we're not surprising anybody with this news now. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He, he got up there. Like Chris Rock was doing some Chris Rock bits and uh, it's funny. He was be- like he was presenting, right? Yeah, he was presenting the, the whatever, yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, it's great to be here tonight." The funny part about it is that somebody, you know, in the aftermath, everybody's been opining on it, uh, either for or against or otherwise, or finding new things in the broadcast, whatever. Somebody they need some things to do. Well, um, somebody found an old clip. I don't even know what it was, like MTV Awards, whatever. 
they got like Sean Wayans and he was doing a Chris Rock impression. <laughs> and he basically was doing the kind of bit like Chris, like if you all the way back then, like it was, they're talking about Britney Spears. So it was a long time ago, right? Like in 99 or something that you got it. You got the Chris Rock bit. You know, he's going to go up there and make fun of people. And that was it. So to be surprised by it, Will, Will, Willard, um, it's kind of silly. So I think that was all kind of dumb. And it may also cost him his Oscar or his membership in the Academy. Um, Gina, where do you? Where, what was your immediate reaction to this thing? Immediately mm-hmm. surprised and thought it was staged for a brief <laughs> second. Like, no way that really happened. Like, must be a bit or part of the show, whatever. And then we rewatched it. And, of course, on Twitter, you could see, you know, people sharing versions from around the world. And they're like, oh, no, in Australia, we had it, you know, unedited. We got the sound. They didn't cut that out. And so, like, <laughs> okay, no, that, that definitely happened for real. Mm. And, uh, of course, everybody's analyzing, like, well, he laughed at first. And then he got mad. And his wife gave him a look. That's why he went up there. He did it, you know, for her. And then, of course, that makes everybody start thinking, you know, judgments on their relationship and everything that they've heard about their relationship in recent years and like blah 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 so immediately I thought what a stupid thing for him to do um and this like many other things that are happening lately and I don't know if this is my age or if times really have changed but I feel like yeah if you start with something like that it's because you're old um (laughs) I feel like everything is so polarizing right now like people are either really hard on Will Smith's side or on Chris Rock's side? Yeah, well, I, I mean... There's really no, like, gray <laughs> in between. It's like, either you think Will... Yeah, he protected his family. Or yeah. you're right. like, what a fucking idiot. Control yourself. My, my first right. thought was, like, F. I get if you want to do that. I thought that was silly to do it in the moment for a lot of reasons. I was like, one, what are you doing? Like... It's not like Chris Rock didn't call you up and insult you at like a party or something. He's th- he's doing a bit on stage. Yeah. It's like watching a movie and you're like, what? You throw, some, you throw like your popcorn at it or something like that. Like, I can't believe they did that. It's like, like going to a comedy show and yeah. getting offended. Don't you think that even if it wasn't like stage, staged, that Will made the decision to do that? And I think it was played up. Because, you know, for whatever reason, he he pulled his slap really hard. I mean, the way he leans away as he's like slapping, like he knew that he wasn't trying to really hurt him. He was trying to just do a show. And I think he kind of is just caught up in the whole hype and moment probably of the night. And consider Will Smith is not a good actor. <laughs> I mean, he did win Best Actor. Does that matter? Do, no, no it does that not does not matter. matter. No. And couple that with our knowledge of Will Smith and seeing him on The Fresh Prince. Go back with me, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. His slap basically looked like the reverse of the snap that he would <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. Which I think is just how he uses his body, is all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. But he was in Ali. He played a boxer. Surely he had, like... But that was all those years ago, right? Wasn't that, like, in 2003 yeah. or something? But also, I think oh, he man. fancies himself this sort of gentleman, like, yeah. really dignified person. Right. And I think part of that goes into the thinking of deciding to slap someone versus punch them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, almost like challenging you to a duel. Like, you insulted me. How dare you? Right, like, right, right. I'm just going to embarrass you real quick, but not actually yeah. 
so hurt you. It reminds me of certain family members. I think you're right. That I have where that like they will get caught up in like the one minor thing that they would do. Even like, you know, they haven't demonstrated uh, a consistent belief in this um, way of doing things or something like that. But in this moment, they're going to be all about this one thing. And I think that's sort of what happened in this moment where like he was just kind of reacting like, He's been in two a thousand award shows, right? It was funny in that clip right. of Sean Wayne's making fun of Chris Rock. Will Smith was in the audience, <laughs> laughing mm-hmm. it up. Everybody knows what's up, right? You get it. I think it was a combination of him being up for an award, right? right. It was this chance he's getting. He's, he's like, it's it, this is it. He looked over. There's been all of this stuff. He's been super emotional and whatever with his wife, you know, admitting that she cheated on him and this and the other. And so I think in that moment. He just kind of was like, oh, this is how I need to be now. And then he just went all in. And I think that was bad. And I think he probably knew it was bad. You know, like, it, I, I think it just, he kind of lost. Right. Swept up in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. I think it was really stupid. It was like, what do you, and what do you, you hear? <laughs> you hear about the people who get real deep into character to, to the level that allows them to win an award for playing a character <laughs> and uh, have a hard time, like, becoming themselves again, too. And it sounds like Richard Williams could be that kind of person, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can get that a little bit, but that was a long time ago. It was, like, at least over a year and a half ago that he played that dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... I don't know. I think there's also just a little bit of pandemic weirdness going on. There's yeah. just a lot of stuff. Everybody feels weird about everything going on, so they're just kind of out of... Um, I don't know why we can't say that Chris Rock probably shouldn't have made the joke, and Will probably, will definitely shouldn't have handled <laughs> it physically in the moment like that the way he did. You yeah, know? so, you know... I think Can they both be wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it like, yeah, like, when you have a comedian... Right, somebody right. up there doing that. You're asking them to be provocative. You're asking right. them to be shocking, and then do it with some skill that, um, you know, like, you know, that's what you're asking them to do. You know what I mean? Whether they succeed or fail, the response, the accepted response, right, socially acceptable response, is to not laugh. Right, that to a right. comedian, you don't laugh. That's worse than you going up there and slapping them. You know what I mean? So, right. uh. I mean, you know, that, that's the deal. Right? You, like, that's that's how you respond. That's the, the the contract we have with those people doing it. Now, if you're like, well, comedians nowadays are going too far, and, you know, like maybe Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was saying some stuff on a podcast. What, whatever. I, I, I think that this has just been a thing where everybody is leading up to it. There's a lot of people that I think can't take a joke and don't understand that relationship. They go to a comedy club, and they're like, what? This guy's saying, like, He's not going to your house and talking to you. He's doing a show. He's doing a performance, right? Right. Like, yep. you can't get up and start fighting. I don't know. So there's that whole thing about like a heckler or whatever. I may be a little bit. And Gina just stepped away there. I'm a little bit like uh, uh, of the older view of it. Like, yeah, I see it all as it's all part of the show. 
that you got to give and take a little bit and that uh i don't like when comedians start like punching down on the on the audience but again these are celebrities like you're also supposed to right. just kind of right recognize that you're in it you're richer more successful than the vast majority of people watching it and so you don't get to act that way <laughs> you know what i mean right that's the trade-off yeah so and I, chris rock is just not funny <laughs> I've never really thought he's funny <laughs> ever. So, so I, I think Chris Rock can be funny. I think he does have a like a he. he Chris Rock is funny, right? He, he's a comedian. He's funny. He's funnier than I am. But I think he he definitely does have a shtick. He definitely does have a certain like uh, tired way of looking at things from a lot of people's perspective. And I thought it was like he made a GI Jane joke. He even admitted that was kind of corny. But that's always right. it's it's like so bottom of the barrel right right yeah that, fruit, yeah like what are you doing well that was my thing is like gee I, the first thing i thought was when did gi jane come out that was like it's like 96 years ago yeah 25 years ago yeah like well how would you even get that like where would that even come to you from you know but and that's... for i can't i'm surprised that Whatever her name is, Will's wife, Jada, 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 Jada. Pinkett Smith. Well, took offense at that. I felt like she's wearing there. I feel like they both, Will and her, are both wearing their feelings on their sleeves a little bit. That probably goes back to the sensitivity of stuff with August and all that jazz, you know. And they hadn't been able to get back to a normal posture, you know. Yeah. I think it even goes back before that. I think they take themselves too seriously. Maybe. You might be right. And they always have. They're just full of themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I thought that Will Smith, whatever that, whatever he was feeling right there, I don't think it, it just sort of explains it, but uh, I don't think it excuses it. Like, I mean, some people are like, well, you just should laugh. It's two celebrities and tuxes hitting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I mean, I, it, but it's also like we—they're—they're they're part of the larger culture, right? Where we allow ourselves to sell them. They put you get Will Smith and put him on TV. They get them. They try to sell us uh, more shows, like that—that's the thing that they do, right? And so now this changes the relationship with them. It's a little bit like watching a wrestler or something like that when they when they uh, they become the villain, the heel, right? That. They're changing the relationship with everything, and now the whole audience, if they want to continue in this relationship, do, like, do you still want to see Will Smith movies? Do you still see want to? Do you still want to see Will Smith in his cuddly safe version? Still, you know what I mean? Is he still the right. Fresh Prince? He kind of heard a lot of things there. Does he want to go all in? Like, no, no, yeah, I'm a, I'm the dude that's gonna slap a comedian if he insults <laughs> my wife. Now that's me. That's my. That's gonna be my brand now. <laughs> okay. Still corny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really buy him as that dude. I think it was just all kind of silly. I think Chris Rock handled it well, and I think he's gonna make a lot of money in ticket sales. He, unrelated to this, he was already going on tour. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he got like standing yeah, the sales over. Sales have been boosted. <laughs> yeah. Will Will probably gave him a lot of material to write now mm -hmm. too. Yeah, you it's know, like he can. Do the whole tour <laughs> off of that, off of that one thing, probably. Pretty much. Yeah. Did you hear Chris? Uh, he said Chris Rock's not funny. 
I don't think he's funny. I never I really don't. thought he was funny. I don't disagree. Thought he was <laughs> huh? I said I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this, uh, I think Chris Rock is like he's a little obnoxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's he always <laughs> you can do a Chris Rock impression. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty standard. Everybody kind of knows it, and then you know how he's gonna look at things because he's done it for so long. Gonna yeah. Use his hands. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 adds to it. It wasn't just some dude. Yeah. You know I mean, it was Chris Rock doing some old style Chris Rock material when Chris Rock was edgy and like it was like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. We're way past that. Yeah. He's he's like an old man now. Yeah. These are. So it made me feel bad for him. Like really? <laughs> he's fifty three or something like that. And what's the name's fifty? Like what what are y'all doing? Just the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I what do y'all think of him not pressing charges? I I don't know if I missed that. I had to step away to rescue our kids from a bug. <laughs> he he would be that talk about it. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it—a killer of his like momentum or whatever. If he had pressed charges, that would have because he got like fingertips on his face like you know like he could from a very so legalistic you don't think it standpoint. was a salty enough for him to press well charges? i don't know that it would so like <laughs> okay so like going back to what adam was talking about this like idea of chivalry or whatever the, the way that or maybe you were saying it the way will smith carries himself that was more of like a I challenge you to a duel sort of like situation, mm-hmm. like taking the white glove and slapping on the face. It's insulting. And from a modern legal standpoint, it could be construed as assault. But no, I don't see that as assault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that like I said I don't I don't accept the the argument. Some people are like, he could have killed him. That was unhinged. I think it was pretty clear <laughs> that he was insane. in a go. He pulled his. He pulled it back, man. Well, he yeah. wasn't trying to. I think that you shouldn't really allow people just to walk up on stage like that. And I think right. where it gets into the point of like being a sucker punch, and I think that Will Smith loses some points from this, is because he walked up there. Chris Rock is doing a show. He's doing whatever, and he's like, "Oh, okay, okay." He sees him walking up to him. Chris Rock is ready to play along. Like, he's like, oh, right. he's going to, I don't know. That's what he kind of leaned forward. like, what you going to do? Give me a headlock or, you know, just kind of play yeah. around. He was ready to do that, and then he slapped him. Right. So I felt like that was, again, it's like another kind of, like, it's not, he's not in the moment. He's not participating in what everybody's doing. That if he really and truly felt like it was, and I say really and truly because I don't think he really felt this way. I think he was, you know, looked at his wife like, oh, I should say something. Right. That I think the appropriate response that's within the whole moment is to to yell what he's yelling. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. like one, not laugh, because that's that's comedians respond to you not laughing. Like if he just just kind of stares at him and says, you know, keep your keep my wife's name out your mouth, and then just keeps with a straight face. I think Chris Rock would have taken that differently, right? And then backstage, you pull him aside and you can threaten him or whatever like that and say, you know, whatever. If you want to, if you want to say this is. The way to do it, that's how I would respect that whole thing. Now you go up there and slap him like that. I'm like, what? Do you, I mean, you're you're kind of, you know, what I mean, like you're sucker punching him and thinking that gets yeah. even. That makes you look lame. 
because you're talking about like right. chivalry or whatever like that. The whole thing is like you've insulted me, and the guy would pull right. out the thing. It was like a whole show. Like you insulted me, now I'm gonna insult you. But it was kind right. of like that, you know, whether that's right or good, or whatever. But the the whole thing was like we are both honor. I, lo- I lost a little bit of honor right here, so now we're gonna have to go settle this. Shit. Yeah, right. And that one I thought that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, besides all that. Um, I thought the other, like the if Chris Rock would have pressed charges, then he would have lost a little face. I thought yeah. he handled himself well because he he took yeah. the slap, he stepped, kept on presenting. He was a pro's pro, and then he, you know, whatever he got out of there. That he looks as good as he can look in that moment. I mean, everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't have been saying those jokes. But I think anybody that he respects continues to respect him. They're like, now nah, you you were doing your job. I'm betting money that a year from now. We see a trailer for Gia Jane too. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jada Pinkett Smith is gonna star in it? Yeah, somebody's gonna try to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something else. She's just mad she didn't think of that first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think that that's that's the latest and greatest. I think uh, I think Will Smith probably messed up a lot of his money. Apparently. A lot of the Academy wanted to boot him out, but the producer, I guess, a guy named Packer, he didn't want to do it. There's a lot of lying, saving face there. They're like, yeah, we did ask him to leave, but he didn't leave. Actually, they, but they didn't. They said they didn't ask him to leave. They actually told him to stay. Um, there was a, like, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. I forgot what he is back. He's back to Diddy, right? Yeah. Who he, knows? yeah he was like, <laughs> they squashed it. It's all good. It's all love. But then they were like, well, actually, they didn't. Just Chris Rock's brother. But Diddy was like, no, no, no. I meant that they, it's all love, and they both know that, so it's all squat and whatever. So again, it's, what? it's all yeah. It's, <laughs> they didn't talk to each other, but I know that they did, and you know, whatever. Um, yeah, like like I, I think that Chris Rock is when he says he's processing. He had a show like the next night or the next day in Boston or something like that, uh, and everybody was kind of expecting him to do it. And he was saying like, I don't really have anything to say just yet. I'm a I'm going to say some stuff about it later, and it's serious, and it's going to be funny. But I haven't had a chance to talk to think about it yet. That's what he That's what he said on stage. He got two standing ovations, everybody, whatever. I think Chris Rock is going to make out better in at least the short term. Will Smith, because it's Hollywood, he's going to get bashed a little bit and probably have a redemption arc. Um, but at least the Academy right now is talking about booting him out. Um of like you know, and like not inviting him back. So you know, traditionally you win, you go back and you present to the next person. Well, he's not going to do that. At least that's the early, the early speculation. But I, I guess I don't, I don't care. I don't. Did care. you guys know that his name is Willard and not William? Yeah, I said that at the start of the show. No. Called him Willard. Doubt it. I didn't know that. My one of my dad's best friends' names is Willard. First. What does he go by? Willard. Lard. He goes by the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Lardy. <laughs> Old Lardy Green. <laughs> Man, you know, speaking of Lard, Gina made some terrible tortillas. Tonight. Hey! <laughs> they sucked. Y'all, I don't know if I'm ever going to master that. <laughs> and I don't know what I do wrong. I. Well, ex- can you explain to the people what you did and then we'll figure out? I follow out. instructions. Yeah, there you oh, go. And I, I think, think that's problem. my problem. I think it is. I think it is. I think it's one of those things where you have to go by feeling, and mm-hmm. I just don't. I hate baking. It's not, you know, <laughs> you don't have feelings. officially <laughs> baking, but I don't. Ugh, I don't like working with doughs, and 
all that the sticking it <laughs> i what? feel like our children when i like <laughs> to put my hand in there and work with it i'm like Ick. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's probably my fault but i mean i follow the instructions so i was turn out i was working i was working late dry and gina because she's a great wife but not that great you know because they weren't good <laughs> a minus she came up she brought some tacos <laughs> And I looked at them, I was like, oh, those must be like corn tortillas or something. It's kind of, they were like misshapen, a little crumbly on the hey, edges. Hey, I was were a they good well mom, and I let one of our children help roll them. So yeah. the shapes were not. Well, uh, so I'm not talking about, they were not, it's not like whether or not they're circles, but there were no edges. The edges were like craggly, you know? The edges were undergoing climate change and then some erosion. <laughs> And so I was like, and then I tried to pick it up and like disintegrate it. It was more like biscuit from you know, <laughs> like Church's chicken or it something. It was like a large crumbly soft biscuit cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we ate them up. It was good. I was hungry. So thanks for that. That was good. It was a good taco assortment. I guess. Then uh, Adam, being the husband that he is. <laughs> Immediately after finishing my terrible tortillas, had to show me how it's done. I didn't show. I was like, you know what? Let me. You, you want me to make some more? Uh, you want to make some more? I was curious at what happened. Maybe it was the the flour we had. So I made them, and they were so good. <laughs> Y'all, he's so annoying. <laughs> so why? So did you come to consensus as to what went wrong? Not. I have my hunch that. The difference is the amount of water that I used. Yeah. But like I said, we both followed the same recipe. We both made the same quantity. Right. And yours were just way different. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think you used more water. Yeah, we, we made like two changes, Somehow. right? That was basically, I followed the same thing that she did. One change was that I think I might have used a little bit more water. Like she used, it's like, it calls her half a cup. And you used a half a cup, but you used a little less than half or something? Like I put a little more than a half a cup in the cup, and then you right. know, you pour it in, and you're kind of right. like, oh, I think that's enough. So I didn't use all of the water that was in the cup, uh-huh. but I don't know how close to the actual half a cup I was. Right. I used, I, I got it to half a cup, about where I can see it, and I poured all of that in. So it might have been half a cup plus like, I don't know. Point three of an ounce. I don't yeah. know what. And I may have ended up like just under a half a cup. Yeah. So I mean, because at that point you were saying because I was I was kneading it or whatever, and you were like it looks different already than what mine looked at that point. Yeah. So yeah, that and was he was trying to credit his little like towel afterward. Like so the my, only a towel on mine. My mom, <laughs> my mom would put a like a paper towel, like a stack of paper towels, or yeah. like a kitchen towel that's slightly yeah. moist on top of it. Right. That's how she does it. She says, keep it from drying out. Yeah. And so that's how I did it. Gina put it in like a plastic bag or something. I don't know what she did there. Yeah, I put it in a plastic bag. That would work too, theoretically. It, it does say to do that. Because the recipe said to cover it yeah. with saran wrap. And I'm like, yeah. you know, some recipes say put a towel, a damp towel. Yeah. Yeah. This one's specified. And I was like, I think it's because it has lard in it. Like usually oily kinds of doughs, like pizza dough, if you ever made it, you cover it with plastic. Sure. I mean... Yeah, that that could be it. Um, I I don't know. Like to me, I don't even see what the recipe says because I just know that's the next step. <laughs> you know, I, mm, so I did yeah. it that way. And then after that, there was no change, and I waited. You know, like it says wait like fifteen minutes. I ballparked it, and it was about 
about 15 minutes, something like that. And I just started making them. They were still a little sticky for what I wanted. Like, normally I'd leave it there for, like, 20 minutes. But I, I try to stick to the same, whatever the recipe said. Uh, and so they're a little stickier than I expected them to be, but they were fine. And then, I, I mean, at that point already, Gina was like, they just look different than the way mine look. Like yours rolled. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, was, I was fighting, you know, with the roller, like to, the rolling pin to keep them from sticking to it. And even yeah. sticking to the surface of the counter. Yeah. It, I don't know. But I just rolled them out real easy after that and then just throw them on there and they're good, nice and tasty. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Annoying. Uh, it's a little taste of old Mexico. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be from old Mexico. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, there you go. Uh, my wife makes terrible uh, tortillas. <laughs> yeah. So that was today's embarrassment. Yesterday's was that I had to go to oh, like a work event for the first time in like two years. We were going to have a happy hour, and nobody showed up but me. (laughs) And it was something that I was kind of hosting and made the arrangements for, so I had to be there. Um, You know, like, there was some rain yesterday. I'm like, the weather kind of sucks. Hopefully, you know, half the people still show up. But I had to get there because, you know, we had a reservation, for 20 people at a restaurant so i had to go hold it down you know <laughs> and sit at my reserved section um <laughs> alone and uh stay through the end because i'm like i can't leave early because what if somebody decides you know to show up late and then nobody's here i have to stay so yeah i had a little little date with myself and Did you get uh, drunk I tried not to get too drunk because I was like, again, if someone shows up someone like shows. the last 10 minutes and I'm hey! sloshed, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where the hell were you? I uh, was like, I'll oh, keep it under control. Um, had a couple of glasses of wine. That was it. And enjoyed a taste of like five appetizers because, <laughs> again, <Yeah>. preparation <laughs> for a right. crowd. That's hilarious, though. I like that. Yeah. Oh, by you. So it's a dumb. Yeah, like I know. Extra tired from doing that, and we didn't even do anything. <laughs> it's almost more though energy because the whole time you're so acutely aware that there's nobody there in the light. You're like on the edge, yeah. on edge. You like know? watching every person that walks in in the restaurant, yeah. trying to have a pleasant face as they approach, and then past the table okay you're not you were not with me because again like i said first event in two years i've never met a single one of these people (laughs) in person before yeah and i only know some of them from like work pictures you know but for the most part i don't know who they are so any person who came in could have been them for all i knew (laughs) turns out they weren't but yeah (laughs) that's funny i think i mean it's it's unsurprising. I mean, you've had to work, man. They're making people go back to work. Nobody really wants to do that. Nobody does. Um, and also, like, um, I don't know. I think sometimes you get into a place, and, you know, this is in St. Louis. I think St. Louis might be one of those places where people don't like to go out and do that kind of thing. It was like that in San Antonio. Uh, you know, I was part of different organizations there. It was hard as hell to get anybody to do anything. Like from alumni events, you know, we would try to get people to do that. 
uh, to like some work stuff, to some work happy hours, to even just like some friends. I'm like, hey, y'all want to go grab some lunch? I'm like, mm, I brought a sandwich. I'm like, you can bring your sandwich with you. you know I mean, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know, super concerned about feeding you or whether or not you get, you know, it's about hanging out and, <laughs> you yeah. know, like getting to know each other. They don't want to yeah. go or they have a very limited view of, where they're willing to go. And I think yeah. San Antonio might be similar to here in that, you know, if you hear people say they're from St. Louis or they live in St. Louis, they don't live in St. Louis. <laughs> they live somewhere else <laughs> entirely. <laughs> and they just all call it all St. Louis, like yeah. I guess for the sake of making it easy. And um, so I think if you're going to meet up somewhere, if it's not within their area, they're they're like oh no I'm not going way over there yeah so uh, San Antonio yeah. is very much like this where you know you're like um, so like if if anybody's familiar with San Antonio now there's like the Pearl area right everybody's it's like the famous spot now uh, but we knew about it you know it, it's like was built in like 2013 at that time right and so it was sort of building up and it was it's been nice for a while but we'd try to get people to go there and they're like ah no that's kind of downtown I don't want to go there it's hard to park like there's a parking <laughs> garage. And it's free. They're like it's vacant. Mm, I don't know. It, so they, they just yeah. there was like a yeah. mental block, right? They just did not want to go downtown. And some of that was like old stuff, like oh, I heard it's dangerous. They're gonna get murdered over there. It's like there's nobody there. There's like police walking around. What you know? You're not gonna get attacked. Um, you know. And so like they, it's very similar. They had a very specific view of where they wanted yeah. to be or what going out meant. Mm -hmm. And usually that meant somewhere around 1604. Again, talking about San Antonio. Uh, we don't know all the places like that here in, in state Lewis yet, but uh, I mean, it sounds like we're we're figuring that out right now. Yeah, I tried to yeah. make a safe bet, choose a place that's near our like office, because I'm like, surely these people are willing to go there, right? <laughs> they took a job, presumably, for this place, but <laughs> I don't know. I, and it could be some of this like pandemic world, post pandemic world where. It's you know, people have been yeah, remote yeah. for two years and people have had the luxury to do so. And I don't know if they're going to come back. It'll be interesting right. to see. I mean, I don't want to go back, but yeah, I, I don't blame <laughs> them for that. Yeah, uh, I but get it. I think it's like at least for this particular thing, right? Like uh, here's a, a happy hour. It's like free food. Yeah, I'd be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's that small town mindset in a big city, you know? Like you might, you could live in a town of 5 million people, but you only interact with half a percent of it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's everywhere. I but, mean, uh, yes, I, I, I get that. I understand it. I don't really blame anybody for it, but I think that, uh, I don't know. I've been also aware that, you know, I feel like the pandemic taught me something different. It's like, you have to take advantage of the time you have because you don't know how long you have. You know? Yeah. You start coughing, <clears throat> then it's over. You know? Yeah. Like Dell. Uh, like, was Dell, like, were you kissing Bruce the Willis. toilet seat or whatever, and that's how you got the COVID? Is that what happened again? Mm -hmm. Licking it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, have y'all heard about kinda... Bruce Willis? One more time. Have y'all heard about Bruce Willis? Yes, I heard about Bruce Willis. He's in Die Hard. He's pretty good. He's also in Moonlighting. Yeah. I saw an article about him, and then Adam sent the same article to us, and <laughs> yeah. I read the headline. You didn't read either one. Dang. So Bruce Willis has aphasia. I was like, 
I need to get back and read that at some point is what I thought both times. That's right. Cliff's notes. He he has aphasia, which affects his cognition. I mean, he's like 69, 70 years old. I mean, he's not young, right? So it's about that time. Like, if your grandpa and he's 69, he's like, he's kind of getting, breaking it. You're like, ah, well, that makes sense. Um, Bruce Willis is getting old. Um, But I think what we learned today in like the Los Angeles Times was that he it's been happening for a while now like about four last four years he's been slipping and yet the, you know i don't know if you noticed this though gina have you noticed that bruce willis bruce is a lot of crappy movies oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you know like i'm browsing to find something and you know once like, you get past a certain like point not in quite Netflix, on nick cage level but <laughs> yeah. a lot of crappy <laughs> movies yeah, yeah. well th- there was an article about nick cage maybe we'll talk about him next isn't but, he like the greatest actor ever is what everybody thinks all of a sudden <laughs> Well, before we get, we'll we'll pause. Let's get to Nick Cage in a second. <laughs> He'll let's, get his turn. Yeah, uh, he deserves his own section. Um, <laughs> uh, for the last, like, you, you get past a certain scroll, like three scrolls, like Netflix. Then it gets to like, what is this? I don't think these are movies. It looks like you know somebody's cousin just made the the cover of it. Uh, it just like I see that's Bruce Willis, but it doesn't look like he authorized this picture being taken of him <laughs> for this movie <laughs> with this generic title. It's like Bruce Willis, and then a bunch of actors that never acted before it. Anyway, so apparently he was just knocking these out. He was like two million dollars for two days, and he just being there, just like yeah, don't kill her, or we got to get her back. And say, are we done? And then he'd leave, and that was kind of the deal. But it was like his handlers were like he was almost weakened at Bernie's kind of deal there, where he didn't know. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna say he didn't know where he was. <laughs> yeah, he was just kind of saying lines. He had somebody saying line, uh, you know, reading lines through his earpiece. Just, but it's like child acting all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he Someone didn't. Someone off camera being like, "Do this." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, Move your head." Yeah. And I mean, they said yeah, it. It kind of sucks because he didn't know what he's doing, so he couldn't act. You know, like he doesn't. He's like saying the lines like, "Don't go there," but he doesn't know why or to whom or what. You know. Yeah. So finally they were like, yeah, we got to, this is sad, man. We're going to have to shut him down. So so he had now, well, Rumor Willis, I guess one of his kids, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, uh, you know, he's going to have to retire. Step away from acting. So it was Sandra Bullock I saw that too. I don't know why. Though. Yeah, I, th- I saw she was taking a break. I think it might be for her kids though. Is it because like she tried to make a comeback and nobody's watching those movies? And she's like, well. No, because I heard that the movie she just had come out recently with yeah. her and what Channing Tatum yeah um Tatum Channing however you know him by mm-hmm. um <laughs> that that did really well oh yeah like did better than the Batman mm. some such but uh that's just what the kids tell me I don't watch movies <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of Nick Cage he was in a similar thing Dell you know he's he was in a, like all the movies he still has oh, all his know. faculties though does he right. He, he <laughs> was yeah. So there was an article. Whatever like, he always ever had. It was like GQ or Esquire or Vanity Fair. I don't know something. Where he was, he was kind of doing that deal, where he was explaining why he was doing that. He had to pay all uh, his taxes. You know, he, he owed a lot of money, and uh, so he was like, yeah, he was just grinding it out and doing all these movies. He said it was good in some sense because he got to do some movies like Pig, for which he got a lot of renowned for and they're like wow he's really good um and i mean but mostly good that he got to pay the bills <laughs> and it's uh the this movie the one where he's pay- playing himself a version of himself 
is the one where he got the check to pay off the the witch call. So he says he's oh, now wow. going to be more considered about his choices. Uh, but yeah, he was in all the movies for a while there because he was trying to pay back his. That's call. interesting. It'll be interesting to see his choices of what he plays and how he plays them. Because he can be brilliant. He can be. But so often lately, it's just been like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he's, he says that he feels like that. Like, he, he realizes he's a meme all the time. He doesn't really yeah. understand it. Um, it's lost on him. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> As they talk about the house that he lives in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they describe that. There was there was one section in that in that uh, um, profile of him where he said that he was doing face off and he was kind of doing it like a big acting style. They were saying he might have been just a little bit ahead of his time in that respect because now actors are kind of doing that thing and at the time he was just like doing it. And he said he could see that John Travolta looked at him and goes, "Oh, that's the kind of acting we're doing." He's like, "Okay." And so then he started doing the same thing. He thought he was, thought it was like whatever, but he was like, "We're going to do that." And he's like, "Okay. All right, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> I think that those parts of like the acting, you know, cuz you just turn on the movie and you're like, "What?" You know, you're just seeing it, but it is a job. They had to kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah, like they show up and they're like, hey, what's up? You know, John Travolta was talking to Nick Cage. Or, or you know, he was talking to Bruce Willis, too. And he was like, eh, he's kind of off a little bit. I imagine working with Jared Leto is a lot of that. Yeah, he's just like, like what? oh, that's oh, what you're doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it is like getting up and go to your job and you have to be that. And you're like, okay, let me see. How do I get into this kind of thing? And I think some actors, you have to figure out what, like what the best thing to do? I, there was like the Matthew McConaughey talking about that. He's like, you might go in and you might kill the scene, but it does not serve the story. So the story is like understated, and here you are being operatic, and then right. everybody else. And so like you didn't, you acted well, but you didn't be a part of the team. What everybody else is doing. So yeah, he it's he said it took him a while to figure out how to do that and all this other stuff. And I mean, I'm sure it kind of sucks. It's a big team game happening there, right? Like, you're like that was a great script. I thought we did a good job, and then the editor sucks, and you're like, "Wow, we all look like jackasses out here." What yeah. are you gonna do? It's amazing there's ever any good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, one yes, takeaway: that's where the director director comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, one thing about uh, that whole reading the, the Nick Cage profile that kind of stuck with me was that it, he said that he gives it his all like he's always you know 100 percent. nobody ever says like ah he's just mailing this in like he'll be there crap movie but he's like he knows all his, all his lines he's giving notes blah 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 i'm trying to not to burp in the mic <laughs> um i think that like that i think is good i, I don't know that you know i read profiles I read a lot about different people I don't know that I've ever seen somebody just say, yeah, I didn't show up or I just kind of half-assed it. And that's why I've had so much success. It's always the people that are like... Well, you can't admit it. Yeah, true. But it, like he says that about himself, but then everybody else said the same thing too, right? They're all like, yeah, Nick Cage, he gives it his all, you know? He's, he's not going to not show up. He's not going to not know his lines, all those other things. I mean, that's I'm, part of that's part probably of why he seems so outlandish in some things, right? If if there if the movie doesn't have a John Travolta who can turn it on and match his intensity, 
when he's being like that, you know, then he seems like the, the only one. Wow, Nick Cage is just off the rails. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. and he might not seem if the whole, if everybody is up in that energy level, you know? Yeah. Uh, could be. We'll see. <laughs> Are you going to see what it, I don't even know what the movie's called, but it's the Nick Cage movie about himself. Uh, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Sold me. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, I, do you, does that inspire you, Gina? Do you feel like you got to go try hard now? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nope. Not it. Not you in this more movies. convinced that people are full of it and everybody's just faking it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that's um, what's the word. I get a little inspiration by doing that, but I don't know. I feel like it's hard. I don't know what 100% is. I feel like that is, sometimes to me, I feel like that is like, um, like you have to leave everything aside. Like I can only do this. And I don't feel like that's healthy. So I don't know what 100% are just like um, being committed or doing something well is absent, like complete and devotion to it. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't, so, so to me, it's kind of weird. I don't know how to interpret what he's saying. It's not healthy for the long term. I mean, that's what Black Swan is, right? That's what you see in that movie. Mm-hmm. So. Why are we talking the, about Black Swan? The end result is, is death, you know, to achieve <laughs> what you want to achieve. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, think about all the artists who died early right. because, uh, when you just pour yourself into something, it's not sustainable and you can't live a full healthy life because of it. Yeah. Well, you know, we just bought a book. Well rounded. Yeah, we just yeah. bought a book called Congratulations. Uh, thanks, man. Thank I you. Appreciate it. Uh bought it on the Amazons. It's called Deep Work and shout out to Warren Ellis. Uh the guy got cancelled, but now is I guess looking uncancelled. He's a writer. I subscribe to his newsletter. Yeah. Uh uncancelled. Uh, re re I guess reinstated, right? Um, Question me. I don't know my words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so in his newsletter, he recommended this book, and he was talking. It's called Deep Work. It's by Caleb Newman, I think. Um, and uh, he just t- kind of talks about work and like you know cutting out distractions and like finding time to get really lost in it. And uh, I, I guess it uses a bunch of examples of people, famous people like Einstein, whatever. Uh, I think the thesis of it, uh, and I'm quoting like Warren Ellis here, I haven't read it yet, is uh, that like we've gotten away from it. Here's how to do it. Here's like, you know, what it looks like and what the effects are and some of the benefits. Um, and you talk about like how like you can lose, you know, like uh, uh, chess masters are burning up to 6,000 calories a, a, a day just thinking, <laughs> thinking super hard. Uh, there was some other guy that was like just writing, like you know, is all there day. Is proof that that calorie loss is from thinking and not, just and not in like a sweaty room? <laughs> yeah, I don't not know. moving for hours on end I don't and getting dehydrated. It's it's in the book, and they're talking about it. But like the other guy, he's writing it, and he's just like drenched with sweat, like from the concentration, like really deep thought work. It sounds like he has a glandular problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I I mean. It, I'm I'm a little uh, wary of books that are just kind of throwing out anecdotes because we don't know. And then like one was that does that really happen? And yeah, two, like you said, is it not something else, right? Uh, but 
I'm gonna give it a shot and read it. It, it did come recommended. I was I was thinking about it. Um, I think he's kind of specifically talking about developers, but I also felt it was weird. I read it during a week or a couple of weeks where I felt like I never got a chance to do any deep work to, to really get in it. And when Gina, you and I were talking offline, I was not on the show about how to best find time in the day where we can do our jobs the way we want to do them. Like I'm working, but I'm in a meeting and this other meeting ain't moving this way and I got to go to lunch and whatever. And I feel like I never got to sit down and really think about the work that was in front of me. And I, so it was interesting to hear that or read about the, what you call the guy talking about what that looks like. And also I did read a book, started on the plane. Billy Summers. Thanks, man. Congratulations. It's called the uh, Sea Spot Run. Uh, you know, <laughs> Spot Run. Run, Spot Run. Yeah, uh, yeah it's quoting over fifty percent of the book. There. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, where like a uh, a character is uh, doing some writing and they just kind of go to a room and then just write. It was a Stephen King book, so I imagine Stephen King was just saying that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, but I know that all his books are really <laughs> just about himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so I know before he had said stuff like that, like you gotta commit whatever time it's gonna be. Like if you're gonna write and you're gonna say, I only have two hours, well that two hours you gotta do it and it has to be the only thing you do. It can't be two hours of BS and you know, on whatever. Like get into the room, shut it down, close the door, and then two hours you're gonna write. And then after that you can come out and, you know, do whatever you're gonna do. Um, and you know, stuff like that. So I was interested. I am interested in that kind of self-discipline. Yeah. Seems nice. Seems interesting to be disciplined at hmm. something, you know, like <clears throat> brushing your teeth all the time. That seems weird. Yeah, Why would you stretch. do that? <laughs> Combing one's hair. No, let's be real guys. Who's <laughs> brushing their teeth <laughs> twice a day or after every meal or at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I can see it's going to be a struggle for my kids. I'm like, did you brush your teeth this morning? She's like, I feel like I already brushed my teeth last night. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. It's not really working for me. It's not really for me, Dad. It's not something I'm interested in. <laughs> it's not my truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That That's the latest and greatest for me. Do you feel like uh, you get a chance to do your job ever? Or do anything that you want to do? No. To ever. do what you define as deep work? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> How about yeah. you, Dale? You, ever, you get a chance to just sit and just kind of really get into it? Not right? as much as I used to. But, you know, I've had, I have had, I used to. What? I would say that that like know. a lot of my attempt to organize my life was to get to this, to con maintain space to be able to do that sort of thing. Like I would have the times where I would get up and sit down at the computer and work on like um, something musical. Like I'd wake up and I'd just go do it. Like I got, I remember getting reason, the program reason. It was the first time I used it and I got up, I was excited. I installed it the night before, woke up the next morning, sat down and started using it. And got up to use the bathroom and it it was dark outside hmm. and I hadn't eaten and I hadn't used the bathroom. I hadn't drunk water or anything and just been in that space. And that used to be a, not, not like right, like 
all the time thing, but a couple of times a year, I could find a place, find space to do that, you know? And I, I don't, I, I guess life is just too full. I filled my life up with too many things, obligations that I can't find time to do that. And I miss that. Like I, I tell my bandmates all the time, I have these synthesizers and I really, all I really want to do is have like three days where I can lock myself in a room basically and just mess around with those things, you know, and really learn and think about how, how to use them. Uh, but I don't know if I'll ever get that time because I have obligations to my business, to my employees, to my wife, to my kid, you know? Um, and unless you are really intentional about carving that space out and like the people immediately around, you know, that that's like something that, you have to have in order to be a successful person, you know, like a Steve jobs or Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. Like, I think they probably get those opportunities and maybe it's that they never gave it up, you know, and they found enough success that they never had to give it up. But I think as you, as you start to put more obligations on yourself, it gets harder and harder to, to do. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we talked about this. I think it's it's easy for people to, like, blame your kids or something like that. I think that one thing, and we, we've mentioned this before on this show, is that you have to be intentional about that, right? Right. Like, like, it's, like uh, The difference is that you're not going to just have a Saturday where you can wake up and, and just play with something that you wanted to play with um, because, you know, you said you've put a lot of things where they're going to, people are asking for your time. And so you have to say, you know what, tomorrow, is going to be that Saturday. And maybe it's not all day Saturday. Maybe it's four hours on a Saturday. And so I think you're making some compromises that it's not going to be 12 hours or whatever it is, right? Just, you know. But you have it has to be enough time for you to do it. And then you have to train yourself to be able to just jump into that mode, sort of, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I have to take full advantage of it. In, in like, the That's, writing... Yeah, in the writing scenario, yeah. it's like... You have to be ready to do your writing because if you only have right. two hours, you don't have time to bullshit, right? Right. Has to be that's what I was going to say. That's the Stephen King approach for sure is like yeah. you you do the same hour, two hours every single day. Eventually, your brain is going to click into like this time comes, it turns on, you can do the work then, right? Yeah. But if you but you got to train yourself to do it in that time. That requires a lot of self-discipline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find that's hard. Yeah. Are you disciplined by anything like that? I mean, you can't even make a tortilla, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking a lot of things. I'm thinking that doing things like that sounds very self-indulgent, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's something I sometimes struggle to relate to, but it's not like I'm super, super, uh, whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> Self-sacrificing. <laughs> But, but yeah, I just feel like all of those obligations that you have, um, I would be too distracted or in the, this is probably where the practice and the discipline comes in. But in those moments where I try to go do something for myself, I will spend that time thinking about the other things I should be doing right. and, you know, how dare I take this time away from those things, right. like spending them with the kids or whatever, you know? Uh, and I, I try to rationalize that, well, this is, you know, self-improvement and they benefit from that and blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, positive effects for everybody. 
that it just I don't know I'm not buying it or <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Well, uh, another thing along those same lines because I think you make bring up a good point and I, I mentioned this is that Warren Ellis had said one quote from the book that stood out to him and he was like, oh man, this is something I've been thinking about a lot was about how the um, like unfinished things will haunt you and take up time in like the time for you to do stuff and then yep. how that so that that's sort of get to what you're saying there right that here's a time for you to do a and you're thinking about b because it was unfinished right or it takes mm -hmm. up a lot of your time and it was something again it, it was a lot of these things were happening at the same time is that i had a deadline i had to do some work and i didn't get it done and it was hard for me to get it done and the deadline was creeping and so i couldn't even enjoy the weekend that i had because i was thinking about doing it but right. i i i was caught between trying no, to be it. yeah it's caught, caught between saying you know what let me just work on it this weekend and then i kind of felt guilty and i didn't want to because i was like you know family we're just kind of hanging out or just enjoying it like if i'm not going to do it i need to be just completely away from it and just enjoy the time away from it right. and not do it uh and it turns out i got neither of those things i didn't get it done and i just had a bunch of anxiety about it <laughs> and so yeah like you know, nobody was served at the whole thing, right? My my job didn't get the finished product. I didn't get any rest. Nobody won. So but see, I, right. I feel like that's not necessarily a problem to solve. Like, yeah. it's kind of like the depression and rumination thing. Like, it's necessary and it's part of the process. And you can be aware of the fact that, you know, that anxiety is uncomfortable and it, you know, it's irritating to be sitting with these feelings but not getting anything done but also i think that's just part of the process like you got something that you need to deal with but you're not fully mentally prepared to sit down and do it you kind of have to it i don't know it needs to take up that space in your brain until you're ready to actually do yeah. it yeah i think this is where mindfulness comes in though and just being present in the moment and I, it's funny because I just saw a comic like yesterday or the day before that was basically that it was like person is working and they're like, I'm too tired to work and to accomplish anything. I need to just take a break and rest. And then it like the bottom half of the comic is like them resting and all they can think about is the work they're not doing. And so they don't get any rest and it's this vicious cycle. And some of that, a lot of that is like, learning how to be in the moment and like I am in a rest mode. No, I'm not getting any, that means I'm not getting work done, but this is where I am right now, you know, yeah. doing this so that I can get work done later, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And same thing with like the whole self-discipline thing. It, it's very meditative, right? It's like how to keep those things of what you're not doing while you're meditating what you need to be doing instead of meditating, like how do you stop those from crashing in and like let those kind of subside where you can just be, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, those those things are good. And, they, you know, people talk about like like intentional meditation. I think there's something about like prayer. You know, a lot of people get a lot of the same kind of feelings. Same that way. thing, yeah. Um, I think for me, like, you know, like some people like sports or something like that, uh, one thing I have been missing, I have, we haven't joined any rec leagues up here. That was the thing for me that I was able to just go play and just completely change my perspective because all I'm thinking about is I got to go get the ball. And then you, you can't think about work when you're chasing somebody or somebody's going to score a goal on you or something. And then 
So. You sound like you were moonlighting as a golden retriever. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get the ball. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) The simple (laughs) life of me (laughs) sprinting through a field as Gina tosses the ball. (laughs) You're just chasing something and you just got to go. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah, I think there's, there are definitely, I agree with that. There are a lot of ways to achieve that kind of thing. Um, and I feel like for we three, it's about kind of figuring out a schedule, some kind of routine where each of us can have some time to do whatever it is that you do, or like you can achieve something there. And and so just being intentional about it, like saying, you know what, it's going to be two hours and I'm going to work on this thing that I'm going to work on that can take my full concentration. And so you need to rest your team, wife, partner, whatever, to, to give you that space so that way you can do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's kind of the plan. I'm going to lock you in a room. You gonna make some tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> you will learn <laughs> the ratio right. Yeah, it's just it'll just be your job forever, and I'm fine with that. I see. I think I'm maybe she peace, just, she's you know. doing that thing where she intentionally fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never learn. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Derangement Podcast, episode thirty-eight uh, of Volume Two. Or volume three? Damn, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> well, it's volume two. I thought you had it together. I don't have it together. Uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe or subscribe, either one, uh, on uh, you know your favorite uh, your favorite tool. I mean, we're like ten years into podcasting. Like everybody kind of gets it, so you know you know what's what. Uh, it's a deranged penguin with a W, P E N G W, I N. Penguin. For the win. Yeah. Uh, derangedpenguin.com. Tell your friends, tell your mom, your uncle, send it to somebody, put it in a letter, mail it. Del, when's the last time you ever, you've mailed a, a physical letter to someone? I got, uh, did I say this on the podcast already? No. I got some cards to write notes to all of y'all who, who Sarah and I visited like two years ago <laughs> or whenever <laughs> it was. And, uh, I was planning to ride them and then I got COVID and like my whole life just ended. So <laughs> had to hit the reset button. So I don't know. To, I that counts. was the last time I intended to write a letter. Well, you know, for a while there, I was writing like handwritten. Mm-hmm. One way I was able to do that was to get that stack and put it at my desk. So when I wanted something to BS with, it wasn't just like my computer. I'm like, let me just play this video game. I was like, you know what? I got these cards right here. Let me open it up. I'll write a note. Mail it. I had the, st- the stickers, the you know the stickers, the stamps. <laughs> what are they called? Sticky money. The whole thing. Things. Like they were all right Those there, making it easy. Stickers. Yeah, making it easy to do that thing. So that there you go. It's it's about even easier, guys. You won't be disappointed if you don't set goals. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna true. pause it. We are done. Bye.